This is Rocker Recovery. And this is Angie Metals. And this is Josh Bond. <laughs> and today, we gonna learn how to suffer well. And sometimes we don't know how to suffer well. We don't like suffering. We, we do everything impossible to avoid it. But you know, sometimes that's just not possible. Read the scripture, Josh. Rather, as servants of God, we command ourselves in every way, in great endurance, in troubles, in hardships, and distresses. 2 Corinthians 6, 4, in troubles, in hardships, and distresses, we're going to practice the character skill of endurance. Okay, introduction. Affliction. You will weep no more. How gracious he will be when you cry for help. As soon as he hears, he will answer you. Although the Lord give you the bread of adversity adversity, and the water of affliction, your teachers will be hidden no more. With your own eyes, you will see them. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, This is the way. Walk in it. Then you will defile your idols and throw them away. Isaiah 30, 19 through 22. So do you see this? God is giving me the bread of adversity and the water of affliction. And, and what I, when the Lord gave me this verse, it was really cool because I had gone through several years that were darkness. And I was like crazy in my head with all these, and it was when I was writing my first enabler book. Um, and I was like, Lord, what is going on? <laughs> and when I'd go to teach Sunday school, when I'd go to the, the, the recovery place and, and, and do Sunday church, all of a sudden the Spirit would be with me and I would be filled with His Holy Spirit <laughs> and that darkness would be off of me. Yes. And then the next day there would be again. I'd have the bread of adversity, the water afflictions, and just I was stuck. And so I heard the Lord one day. He gave me the scripture, and he said, I'll hide your teachers no more. And literally within hours, this lady comes up to me and says, you know, here's some Bible classes I think you need to take. And those mm -hmm. teachers in those Bible classes taught me everything that I needed to know to be doing what I'm doing now. Okay. It's really cool. And all of a sudden, things started opening up, and I was really excited because I had people above me. You know, because it was I was struggling to find people at my level just to encourage me, uh, and now I had people above me that were pulling me up, and I had to listen though, Josh. Yes. I had to have my ears open, and I had to be listening for the voices that said, "This is the way. Walk in it. You know, stop your idolatry, your whining, your carrying on, your self pity, and get up and let's move forward." So if you're not listening, you're not going to hear your teachers. So I want you to be really careful. And I want you to listen to instructions. I want you to look for instructions and look for those teachers. Look for them in scripture. Look for them in the church, in um, preaching and teaching and your peers and your mentors and those people who have already walked this path. And I want you to listen to them. Okay, so what are the three things you are to do when you're suffering in these verses? Cry out. Look for your teachers and throw away idols. Yeah, look at that. Cry out. And he, he says if I cry out, he's going to hear me and he's going to answer me. So how cool is that? Yeah. So Endurance. What kind of hardships did Paul endure? Beatings, imprisonments, riots, hard work, sleepless nights, hunger, dishonor, bad report, called imposters, unknown dying, beaten, sorrowful, poor, with nothing. <laughs> so what did the Holy Spirit produce through those sufferings in Paul's? He, it says he, it produced patience, kindness, sincere love truthfulness, truthful speech, glory, good report, genuine, known, living on, not killed, rejoicing, rich, and possessing everything in 2 Corinthians 6, 5 through 10. Look at that. So my suffering 
it can make me bitter because a lot of people suffer and they just get bitter. Yes. They do not get better. They get bitter. But Paul suffered. Look at all that suffering. And he surrendered. And as he surrendered, God did this magnificent character transformation in him. So spiritual maturity depends upon letting go of this life. Yes. Now my soul is troubled. And what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour. No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. Father, glorify your name. John 12, 27. This is Jesus talking in the Garden of Gethsemane, Josh. And he's saying, oh, God, I don't want to do this. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. No, it's going to hurt. And and then he says, wait, wait. My soul's troubled. This is bad. I feel bad. But maybe this is why I I came. Well, obviously, he knew it was why he came. He said, save me from this hour. But no, wait a minute. This is the very reason I came. I want you to glorify your name. So whatever you're suffering, I want you to say, okay, God. Flip this and glorify your name. Produce in me this great character that I can serve you. Could it it be the very suffering we seek deliverance from is the very thing which will produce eternal life within us? Jesus, give us an example of letting go of this earthly life to accomplish the divine purpose for our imperishable heavenly eternity for the glory of God, he says. But my father, if it is not possible for this cup to be taken away unless I drink it, may your will be done. Matthew 26, 42. So when I have uh, come up against hard times and I've just said, Lord, you know that I don't want this. You know, I don't want this for my loved one. I don't want this for me. But if it's not possible to take this cup away from me, then let me drink it and your will be done. And as soon as I do that, Josh, I've got strength. I've got courage. I surrendered in the suffering and now god's going to make it good but if i chew it and i roll it around and i try to fix managing control you just might as well forget it i'm getting bitter yes i'm getting angry i'm getting hateful i'm getting and of course that leads right to anxiety and internal suffering so start right here could our suffering be for the edification of others could our faithful responses to suffering bring others to christ Mm. how could we glorify christ in our suffering Paul describes his persecution and suffering. He says, We carry around in our body the death of Jesus, so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. For we who are alive are always being given over to death for Jesus' sake, so that his life may also be revealed in our mortal body. So then death is at work in us, but life is at work in you in 2 Corinthians 4, 10 through 12. So God is concerned with my maturity, and he desires to make us fruit-bearing. And Jesus is speaking in this next verse. He says, Very truly I tell you, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternity. John 12, 24 through 25. So I need to be like a seed. I need to go into that ground, into that darkness, and let the chaff and stuff from the outside uh, crack and die away and let the life come out of me that's inside this seed that's going to produce that eternal life. So as I surrender to that ground. Yes. To that death of self. Yes. Now I'm going to come alive in Christ. 
Does that make sense? Yeah. <laughs> How about that? So in death, I'm going to live. Yeah. <laughs> and see, so, t- so it's many It's not even times. death. It's just it's death while we're here if we have Jesus. But people are, my mom's like, this guy died. I'm like, did he know Jesus? And she's like, I think he did. Well, if he did, it's just passing. Yes. If he didn't, it's death. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so this death, this death to me yeah. is a death to my flesh. Yes. A death to whatever I ever thought, hope, or ever wanted. And as I died everything I ever thought I wanted, he brings me such incredible visions and hope that's 10 times more fulfilling and better and stronger than I could have ever hoped or imagined. It's really cool. Yeah. But I don't get it until I surrender. Yes. <laughs> so developing character through suffering by responding with submission and surrender and a faith is a lifelong lesson of growing in endurance and learning to suffer well. So number one. We are commanded to reshape our trials. First, we are to count it all joy. Because the testing trial of my faith develops perseverance. And perseverance must finish its work so that I may grow and mature and be complete and lacking nothing in James 1, 2 through 4. If we respond to sufferings with rejoicing, the final product of suffering will be perseverance. Perseverance produces character. Character then produces hope. Hope will not disappoint. Then God pours out endless love in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. Romans 5, 3 through 5. Since troubles are not avoidable, let us learn to know our God of compassion. As we go through troubles, learn to allow God and others to comfort us. We can develop a heart of compassion and comfort others that are in trouble. The purpose of abundant sufferings is to receive and then give abundant comfort. <laughs> Look at that. Abundant comfort to others. It is to it is to lose faith in ourselves and to completely trust in God no matter what. Second Corinthians 1, 4 through 11. Let God's mercy keep you from losing heart. Renounce secret and shameful ways, deception, distortion of God's word, and plainly set forth the truth. The gospel is veiled to those who do not believe. So that veil is like a covering. It, It hides it. The veil will be removed when we choose to believe. The veil will be removed. Mm -hmm. You're right. Belief brings the power of God in our earthen vessels. When suffering presses us hard on every side, we are not crushed. We may be perplexed. But not in in despair. Persecuted. But not abandoned. Struck down. But not destroyed. (laughs) As we carry in our bodies the death of Jesus. The life of Jesus is revealed. As we press into Christ's death, we will experience the death of self and will produce life in us through the life of the Spirit. The Spirit of faith will be resurrected within us, and we will bring God glory in all we do. So the key is to not faint. (laughs) Don't faint, don't faint, don't faint. 2 Corinthians 4, 1 through 16. How many times do we want to faint, Josh? (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> it gets none. hard. Yeah. It gets hard. Yes. Sometimes it's hard. It so number five. Jesus offered prayers with loud cries, tears, reverent submission. He learned obedience through his suffering. His response to suffering was obedience to the Father to do what was right. Hebrews 5, 1 through 10. So if Jesus learned obedience through suffering, how much more are we? So yeah. name your greatest suffering and now ask God for comfort. So the application, I want you to develop enduring faith. The first one, Josh. Our response to suffering needs to be enduring faith. Mm-hmm. Use suffering as an opportunity to understand your emotional weaknesses. 
self-pity versus joyful heart. Fear versus courage. Faint-hearted versus steadfast. So there's a higher purpose in suffering, and that's to develop my character. So instead of me indulging self-pity, fear, and faint-heartedness, I'm going to practice a joyful heart, courage, and steadfastness. And those are the things that I'm going to pray that God works in and through me. If not, I didn't learn anything from this, and I just basically end up with self-pity, fear, and faint-heartedness. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So next one. Suffering softens this hard clay to be shaped into an image of Christ and to love one another one another with a heart full of compassion. Mm, so praise God for your suffering that you may learn to stay close to him in Psalms 119, 67, number six. God purifies our hearts like a fire, test silver and gold. Proverbs 17, three, he does so. And then we can see what vile thing is in our heart. He says to take forth the precious from what is vile in Jeremiah 15, 19. And Josh, God, God gave me this verse. You know, I was working with loved ones that I dearly love, but man, they had so many behaviors that were toxic. And the Lord said, but in every man, there's vile and precious. So what I want you to do is when he's precious, I want you to engage what's precious. When he's vile, I want you to move back. When he's precious, move in. When he's vile, move back. But I had to be able to do it without personalizing it mm-hmm. without the vileness being about me does that make sense yes. and that way i could love him right where he was at so number seven the character defect of stubbornness hard-headed and idolatrous causes us to be deaf treacherous rebels from birth god's choices are cutting us off to be lost forever or giving us affliction which means that affliction's a good thing Therefore, affliction or suffering is the most merciful thing he could do for us. His purpose is to bring us to himself to save us. You will know that you have found God in your suffering because your peace will be like a river and your righteousness like the waves of the sea. Isaiah 48, 418. I got peace like a river. I got Mm. peace like a river. So really, I I need you to press into this suffering. I need you to learn those skills of steadfastness and and suffering well and not trying to get out from underneath it, not trying to uh, fix, manage, and control it, but just literally leaning into God and learning Uh, to have that peace no matter what your circumstance is. So number eight. Paul considered all gain, profit, a loss for the sake of Christ. He says everything is considered a loss in comparison to the surpassing greatness of knowing Christ Jesus, my Lord. So he said, I consider it all gain. And he's saying, I consider it all dung, all, you know, Refuge, poo, trash, mm-hmm. <laughs> compared to what I'm going to gain. I'm going to gain all this really cool stuff in the Lord. I'm going to gain this purpose and this and this greatness in Jesus Christ. So therefore, he rejoices that he lost all things because now he has gained Christ. So Paul has developed a righteousness through faith in Christ. The application is we must address our lack of faith in every circumstance. And that's in Philippians 7. 3, 7 through 10. So what four things does Paul want to know? I want to know Christ and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship to sharing in his sufferings and becoming like Christ in his death. Oh my goodness, look at that. I want to share in his sufferings and to become like him in his death. Well, that's what Jesus did. He Mm -hmm. surrendered, he surrendered, he surrendered, he surrendered, he suffered, he suffered, he surrendered, he suffered, he surrendered. And as he did, he was able to glorify the Father. So number nine. 
The promise for enduring suffering is eternal glory, restored, perfect, strong, stablish, firm, strengthened, and steadfast, settled. First Peter 5.10 We are to view our sufferings as not worthy to be compared with the glory that will be revealed in us. Romans 8.18 Perseverance, faith, and endurance are the character traits God intends for us to develop through persecutions and tribulations. Second Thessalonians 1 4. When we patiently persevere and endure, the result is we are counted worthy of the kingdom of God. Wow. Second Thessalonians 1 5. Paul delights in weakness, weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and difficulties. He says, for when I am weak, I am strong, 2 Corinthians 12, 10. So if you've got children, I want you to teach them to suffer well. I want you to let them suffer uh, a little teeny things. <laughs> you know, maybe like a pet dying or something yes. like that. Comfort them and just tell them that death is part of life and it's okay. It's okay that, that there's a suffering here. It's okay that they have tears. It's okay that they're grieving. It's not okay to stay there. Does that make sense? So yes. that we can teach them that suffering is okay. Uh, we don't have to try to get out from under everything that makes us feel uncomfortable. So the principle is activating my faith makes me strong in any circumstance. So if you're weak, if you're feeble, if you're faint-hearted, I want you to activate your faith. What would faith look like in this circumstance? So my daughter, um, she was at a horse barn, and one of the girls fell off the horse and had a major head trauma because she didn't have her helmet on. Mm-hmm. And my sweet daughter was just crying and crying. And I said, what would faith look like? And she's like, oh, mommy, I, I don't know. I said, baby, you got to activate your faith right now. Yeah. And, you know, it was hard, but she said that helped her get through it. So in conclusion. Jesus is very clear when he says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. In this world you will have trouble, tribulations, but take heart. I've overcome the world. John sixteen thirty three. So what's it look like when we overcome the world? Jesus. Yeah. We have peace. <laughs> peace. We calmness. have peace. We yes. wake up with peace. We go to bed with peace. We're not fretful, fearful, anxious. We're not worried about all that yes. stuff. We're like, okay, Lord, I'm just going to do the next right thing because you got this. There are so many stories of suffering in the Bible. These stories bring me great comfort in each situation. God had a plan and a purpose. The plan was to bring salvation and deliverance to his people and bring glory to his name. So I have gone through many sufferings. If my eyes are fixed on my distress, I am fearful, faint, hollowed, and wallowing in self-pity. Oh. But? But when I can fix my eyes on Jesus, the author and finisher of my faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, then I know that I know he, he has a plan. Jeremiah 29, 11 through 14. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And then you will call upon me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me. You will seek me with all your heart. And I will be found by you, declares the Lord. And I 
will bring you back from captivity. So my loved one, if you are in the captivity of anxiety and fear and fretfulness and faintheartedness and unbalanced, that's not the purpose and the plan for your life. The Lord says right here that he did not mean any of this to harm you, but to give you a hope and a future. And now you have to activate your faith and you have to believe that and call upon him and pray and seek him and then you will find him. Let your heart be steadfast in your belief. Let your belief grow in your troubles. Let troubles purify your soul. And even if your soul is sorrowful, your spirit can be rejoicing. Now know the richness of his presence that only comes with enduring faith. So my soul is sorrowful, like with my loved ones sick or if they're dying, but my spirit's rejoicing because I've had them all these years. I've got to love them. I've got to know them. I've got to enjoy them. And now I'm sending them on to heaven, on to the Lord. So I might be sorrowful. It <laughs> might be sad, but I can rejoice yeah, ma'am. that I yes. had them when I had them. Yes. All right. Read this scripture. Wherefore we faint not, but though our outward man is decaying, yet our inward man is renewed day by day. Second Corinthians four sixteen. So I want you to allow um, your inward man to be renewed. So getting old is not for cowards. Yes. <laughs> it's what a 90-year-old told me one time. Getting old is not for cowards. So there's a lot of things that's going to happen to us as we age, as we get older, as things happen in our life. And, and I just want you to let that outward man that's decaying i want you to understand that that's not you but allow that inward man to become new day by day in the lord and pray us out of here josh um dear lord heavenly father we just come to you humbly and have you look over us uh we know you're the peace the way the Mm -hmm. light uh we just ask you to look over each and every person listening to this let Mm -hmm. let you be their light father um just at the at the end of it all father we just want to let you know we love you very much In Jesus Christ's name, amen. I'm so proud of Josh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so proud of how far he's come. (laughs) And and if he can do it. You can do it. Yes, amen. For sure. Amen, amen. No matter where you're at, no matter what you've been through, no matter what you're doing, you can stop, bring Jesus into your life, and you can change. I know. And if God can change this crazy girl (laughs) into a pillar of anchor for you, then God be gracious to you, and he will be able to to turn your life around as you surrender to him and learn to suffer well. So this was the Spirit and Soul Disconnect book. We're, we're finished and up. Uh, we'll start a new book next series, uh, next session. And if you want to listen to these again, they're on the podcast, Rock a Recovery through Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, and Pandora. And we'll see you next time. Love you. God does more. <laughs> Bye-bye. <laughs>